Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. Sports Radio 960 AM, WSBT. Back on Budweiser's weekday sports beat, Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Jimmy Rosari in for Darren. He'll be back tomorrow from uh, from Ann Arbor. He's in. Uh, he's up there for the Notre Dame hockey game tomorrow night. Of course, he's on the play-by-play. You'll be able to hear uh, the game tomorrow night and the game Saturday night over on Z94.3. Right now, I'm going to talk a little Chicago Bears uh, with my most trusted source as far as Chicago Bears info goes. He is the editor-in-chief of WindyCityGridiron.com. It is Lester Wiltfong, Jr. Lester, how are you, bud? Doing good, Jim. How about you? Doing well. Doing well. I survived the AT&T crash of, uh, of 2024. <laughs> so everything <laughs> everything is going well so far. Um, That's good. How much should we read into Justin Fields' Uh, unfollowing the Bears and the NFL on Instagram. <laughs> it's, it's so weird that that's like a, a story now. That's like big news, right, amongst the NFL and Bears. But you know, he, you know, he, he actually he talked about it on the uh, the Sam Brown Brothers podcast. You know, he said mm-hmm. it's no big deal. He just wants to get away from football while he's you know on vacation. Which Can't okay, yeah. I mean, who knows? I mean, that's it's, that's possibly what it is. But you know what? So be it. I mean, if he doesn't want to see that on the timeline, um, on I think it's Instagram is, is where he unfollowed him from. That's fine. I mean, he he's 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 like all of us. All of us fans are sick of this this uh, which quarterback will it be story. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think he just wants kind of you know unplug it, unwind a little bit. Yeah, especially being one half of that whole question too. Right. Uh, <laughs> that's got to be a little bit uh, a little bit nerve wracking and probably a little bit like really easy to burn out on uh just yeah. hearing it constantly everywhere everywhere you look how do you feel this is going to go are they going to get are they going to trade him are they going to wind up trading the number 1 pick and get another haul like they did last year from Carolina are they like what do you think they're going to do you know it really seems like they're going to they're, they're going to go ahead and trade Justin Fields i mean when when the season ended you know, it kind of ended on a sour note, obviously, and and you know, even him and from a personal level, his his personal numbers weren't the best, and but you kind of saw a path um, to them keeping him, like you said, trading for the hall. But 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 as the off season has kind of worn down, you know, all the reports from all the national guys, the local guys, they're all the same thing, and and no one is hearing that they're gonna not take Caleb Williams. So I think that's. That's probably what they're going to do here. They're going to they're going to trade Justin Fields. They're going to try and you know drum up some interest, get the best best deal back possible, and then uh, reset the uh, quarterback clock with the rookie Caleb Williams. Where does he wind up? I mean, the the one team that's been the most buzzed about this whole process has been the Falcons. I mean, he's from the, the Georgia area. Mm. Um, he's right outside of Atlanta, so I think that that makes sense for him. Um, you've also heard the Patriots mentioned. Um, the Steelers kind of popped up recently with my, with uh, head coach Mike Tomlin saying that he's a, a fan of Justin Fields. 
you know, so it's hard to say. I mean, there are a few teams you know, that are popping up here that, that kind of be a dark horse candidate. I know I heard, heard some mention the Giants, which, you know, I, I'm not sure how that would work out with Daniel Jones there. But, you know, it seems to me that it's, it's probably going to be Atlanta, um, maybe Pittsburgh. Again, once these teams have a chance to meet with all the rookie quarterbacks, because there's going to be about, you know, possibly four that go in the first round. You know, once you get a chance to meet with them, they'll kind of see where they stand. Uh, they'll have to gauge it. Is it you know, they have a better, better chance of winning, making a trade for Justin Fields, or, or taking a chance with a guy like, you know, Jane Daniels or, or Drake May. I mean, it's at this point, you know, it's all on, on each team has kind of had their own vision. I just think Atlanta would be a good fit for him. Like I said, the hometown guy coming back home. They have a pretty pretty talented offense there as it is, and I think he'd fit in good there. Getting back to you know probably drafting Caleb Williams number one, um, how come you don't hear about Jaden Daniels in this talk? Um, you know, I, I think there's just just the upside has been there with Caleb since pretty much for years now. I mean, ever since he he entered college, he was like the top prospect that everyone thought he was coming out. You know, he won the Heisman. You know, a couple years ago. I mean, did he have a down year this last year? Yeah, probably. It wasn't as good as what he did, you know, a couple of years ago. But he's just always been the guy from from a tool standpoint. You know, just he's got great arm talent. You know, he's not as freakishly athletic as some of these guys, but he is a very good athlete in the pocket. He, he maneuvers the pocket well. You know, he's just the guy. And then as far as Daniels go, he's kind of like just popped up on the radar really big this year. You know, but – I've heard him compared to Justin Fields a little bit as far as their games. You know, they, they, they both take a lot of sacks. You know, he's a great athlete, you know, and, you know, that's that's going to obviously translate. But, you know, I, I think teams in the NFL, they, they like that. But if, if you're comparing just him and Caleb Williams, mm. Caleb Williams is, is the far better prospect for the pro game. That's funny. Getting comparisons to Justin Fields. Hey, meet the new boss, same as the old boss and whatnot. Uh, right. Lester Wolfong Jr., the editor-in-chief from Windy City Gridiron. We're talking Chicago Bears on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Um, Justin's only got a 10-28 and 28 record. Okay. What can you get for the flashes of greatness, you know, that we saw from Justin Fields over the last three seasons? As far as a draft haul. Or, a, I'm sorry, not a draft haul, a trade haul. Yeah, I mean, you 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 heard some, some talk, you know, Adam Schefter, uh, uh, Tom Pelissaro, some of the, the national big league guys said that there's a chance it could fetch a one. Uh, I just kind of feel that's a little, little, little outlandish at this point. You got to kind of look at some of the comps that, that, have, that have had some trades in, in the last few years. You know, Justin Fields is not a, a top, top quarterback. He, he's a starter. I mean, he's starter worthy. He's done it now for a couple of years. You know, so I, I'm, I'm thinking if, if they can pull a two out of this, that'd be great. Um, but, but you know, don't be surprised if, if it's like a couple threes. Or maybe a, something that's like a, a conditional pick, you know, next year. Mm. That way, it gives uh, the Bears and the teams going to a chance, kind of, to see what happens. But I mean, if they can get it too, I think that that'd be the best best case scenario for the Bears. I mean, that's not it's not like it's a terrible thing. I mean, <laughs> you can pretty much find a good player anywhere in the draft as long as you do your homework. So it's yeah. almost it's almost as if draft position is kind of getting to a point where it it doesn't really matter if you know what you're needing and know what you want. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we kind of see it in Chicago. I mean, the Bears have had a lot of luck with, with, with the mid-round picks, uh, you know, the last few years. You know, not just Ryan Poles. Before him, Ryan Pace. Ryan Pace's regime, 
they were outstanding finding those day three picks and then undrafted free agents. So if you have a good scouting uh, group, if you have a good GM, if you understand what you're, you're looking for, you know, you can find gems pretty much anywhere. They draft Caleb Williams. All right, that goes as expected. Do they take a step back? That's a good question. You know, I, I usually you'd say, yeah, you got a, a rookie quarterback coming in. You know, the, the roster's going to take some time to catch up to, to where he is because most teams drafting, you know, a, a quarterback first overall or even in, in the top, top five, those teams usually stink pretty bad. You know, the Bears finished pretty strong last year. They, yeah. they were in, you know, heading into year three of the rebuild. The roster's in a pretty good place. Uh, they got to make some tweaks here and there, obviously. But Caleb Williams will be stepping into a pretty good overall roster. The defense yeah. is primed to be really good next year. Yeah. The offense, with with a couple tweaks, like I said, they have to. They need a center. Uh, you need a, a, a second wide receiver. You know, but but there's some talent on this roster. You have a, a much more competent off the coaching staff with Shane Waldron now calling the plays. So, so. If it was me, I don't care who the quarterback is. This team, the expectation should be playoffs next year. Lester Wiltfong, Jr. from Windy City Gridiron, joining me on Budweiser's weekday sports beat. So let's switch talk to the stadium here. <laughs> Everybody's favorite subject, apparently, of late. Um, yeah. Chicago's back in back in the running for a, for a stadium. Is that just bluster? Or is the is the move to Arlington Heights just, you know, it, this is this is all just posturing, basically? Yeah, you, you know, at first when when Chicago kind of you know threw their hat back in the ring, it kind of seemed like it was just a leverage play because mm-hmm. um, it happened right on the same time as you know a whole bunch of other suburbs kind of threw their hat in the ring because Arlington Heights the tax situation was just not what the Bears were hoping for. But then as this kind of went on, you kind of saw you know. Team President Kevin Warren, uh, you heard, heard some of the stuff he had to say. You know, there's a relationship there with him and, and the mayor of Chicago where you think, well, maybe this could happen. I mean, there's a, a plan in place. I guess it's the South Lot is where they'll kind of build the new stadium. Mm. You know, I, ideally, you'd love to see the Bears stay in the city of Chicago right out of lakefront. It'd be great. Um, I just think that eventually – they're going to work all the kinks out, and they will be in Arlington Heights. I know the latest news was the the tax assessment. Um, it, it, it was real high. You know, came in way higher than they expected. That was since adjusted, and yeah. it's possible to make it adjusted again. You know, I don't know the real estate ins and outs as good as that, but just for the, the people I know that have, that have told me, it still seems like Arlington Heights is is, is the front runner. Yeah, the uh, that assessment. Uh, came down from 192 million dollars for uh, for that site uh, down to 138 million. So you know clearly yeah. we're talking about just simple chump change here. Um, yeah. <clears throat> anyway, if they build on the lakefront, if they build in the south lot, do they still go with the dam- uh, the uh, the dome stadium? Do they go with the uh, you know the the multi-purpose kind of aspect where you can host different things. You can get a Super Bowl in there, or do they kind of go with the outdoor thing, a la Buffalo, almost with uh, with their uh, with their new stadium? You know, every time Kevin Warren has kind of mentioned it, he's always mentioned uh, dome. It's okay. never been retractable roof. It's never been open air. You know, it seems like that, like like you said, it's it's because they want to be able to do extra things. They want the Final Four. They want a Super Bowl. 
you know, if you got a dome, you have more options. Obviously, the Bears would own the property. They would, they would, you know, be able to have concerts in there and, and do a lot, a lot of, a lot of things that they can't do year round at Soldier Field. So my guess is it will be a dome. I know a lot of fans are upset by that. They like the weather, but you know, I, I would much rather watch a an exciting uh, game than just a sloppy mud fest. To be honest yeah. with you, yeah. I mean, it worked out okay in in Minnesota all those years ago when they moved from Met Stadium to the Metrodome, and you know, then from the Metrodome uh, to uh, to US Bank Field, which oh by the way was built you know with Kevin Warren's help. Um, yep. So interesting how everything comes together. A little bit more positive note now. Hall of Fame. The Bears have to be in the Hall of Fame game next year, right? Yeah, you would assume so. I mean, that was the the thought as soon as they got you know their guys in there. Obviously, Hester McMichael, but Peppers is also you know he's he's a, a three time Pro Bowler while he was in Chicago. Yeah. So that's 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 got to happen, and so you would expect it to happen. I know we already have a few of our guys. They've already booked their uh, their hotel and, and their, their rooms down there, and we're already trying to work on some credentials because. We're expecting, you know, the, the, the actual, the, the, the ceremony is going to be great, but having a chance to see the game and, and all the players that kind of come out for the game should be cool as well. Yeah. I, I remember hearing a, like a bunch of people getting all, all ticked off because, oh no, Devin Hester made the Hall of Fame. How do you talk about, you know, how do you talk about that stretch of the NFL without bringing up Devin Hester? He changed the game. I mean, yeah. he is the reason why they had to kind of do do some of the stuff with, with the kickoffs. And I know the part of it was safety, but man, he, he just like whenever whenever the ball was in the air on a punt or a kickoff, that's usually the time to go get a beer because you know it wasn't a, a really exciting play. But but just him back there, the, the mm-hmm. thought that he could touch it and, and go to the distance any time. You know, as, as a Bears fan, as a fan of the NFL in general, during that era, it was it was ridiculous. Yeah, you couldn't miss. You could. You couldn't even do that at home. Like you couldn't even do that with TiVo, just because you know it, it's like, like TiVo would probably screw it up somehow. So you just sat yeah. there. You know, that's at least the way my TiVo would work if uh, if if we were back in those days. So, um, how good is it too that uh, that Mongo finally got in? What took so long there? You know, I think just the era is one of those things where. You know, he, he got kind of caught up in the whole thing. Well, the 85 Bears only won, you know, one title. But you know what? The, the 80s, 85 Bears was, was great, but that defense was dominant for a decade. And, yeah. and, and Stephen Michael was a big part of that. It just, it was just teams didn't really value the, the interior pass rush much, and it wasn't something a lot of voters really thought about. But as the kind of game has evolved, people started looking back and realizing it. And they kind of put him in his place. I mean, among interior pass rushers, he he was like a, a top a top five of all time. And it just you didn't think about it when you when you look at his raw numbers. But then when you go back and you're like, wow, he, he had that many sacks. And yes, it was a talented defense, but you know who cares? I mean, he was still getting the job done. He was still drawing double teams. He was still you know making an impact in those games. And I think he had three Pro Bowls, one, uh, one All Pro. You know, he just was at that level and just took took voters a little while to, to figure it out. I mean, 95 sacks on the interior line, that doesn't happen. It's ridiculous, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that that's just a ridiculous number right there. And an interception, too. Even got that. So. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, very good. What uh, What's the what's the good doings up at, uh, at uh, WindyCityGridiron.com? 
Uh, we're in the midst of doing a, a position by position breakdown right now, kind of look at the whole roster. Um, of course, we got a lot of draft content up there. So it, there's always something new, always something fresh every day. Um, you know, there is no offseason for the, for the NFL. Is there, uh, is there room for somebody to go, yeah, they're going to trade Justin Fields. Well, maybe let's keep him. You know, do, is, is there any room for that? Um, I mean that, that debate's out there, the talks out there. I I just, I just don't see it happening. Oh no, I'm just I'm just talking. You know, do do you put that up on on the website just just for the clicks and you know all that stuff? Uh, you know, I, I try and stay away from the from the clickbaity stuff. But, yeah. But when when everyone's talking about it, it's kind of hard yeah. to avoid it. Oh yeah. So so I, I know I know one of our guys he he did a poll the other day on, on, on social media. Um, you know, do you want Fields to stay? Do you think Fields to be traded? So we kind of got stuff like that there, yeah. but but as far as as most of our staffers, we're all pretty much in unison that yeah, it's, it's going to happen. They're they're going to trade them. There's a few guys holding on like oh, there's no no way they'll trade them. But I'm like, come on, read the room. You know, there's no one with that report yet. I mean, if it happens, it happens. I, I, for me, I'm a fan either way. Yeah. If they keep Justin Fields, I'm going to cheer for the Navy and Orange no matter what. If, if they trade him. It, 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 it'll suck to see him go, but I'm, I'm going to cheer for the new guy. So I'm a Bears fan first and foremost, and, and whichever guy's wearing the laundry, that's who I'm going to cheer for. If you need a special guest waffler on that subject, I'm your guy. You're the guy. Okay, I got you. I'll keep you in mind. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just going to claim that right now. So Lester right. Wolfong Jr., the editor-in-chief at WindyCityGridiron.com. Always, always, always fantastic talking with you, sir. I appreciate it. Have a good one. Should be interesting too how uh, how the Bears and White Sox kind of go after the stadium money that they're looking for. Like eventually, those two are going to come to blows, and I kind of want to be there right in the front row with the popcorn. <laughs> Corrupt ass Chicago uh, politics, dealing with two teams. Come on, who wouldn't want that? Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 